Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Zivi Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. And speaking of books, I have two of my own books coming out this spring and summer. Princess Charming is a picture book, which debuts on April 19th, and Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature comes out on July 1st, and it is truly a labor of love. I hope you'll pre-order, order, and join me on tour as I go across the country. You can find out more at zibbyowens.com or bookendsmemoir.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at zibbyowens because I always post about everything. Enjoy the show. Katie Regan is the author of How to Find Your Way Home, a novel. Katie began her writing career as a reporter on local newspapers and then moved into writing features for the Glossies, becoming a features writer and then commissioning editor for Marie Claire magazine, where she also wrote the popular column And Then There Were Three, sort of about having a baby with her friend. Her first novel, One Thing Led to Another, was a fictionalized account of this experience and was published by HarperCollins in 2008. Alongside writing fiction, Katie still works as a freelance journalist and has written for most national newspapers and magazines, including Stella, Psychologies, The Daily Mail, The Times, and Grazia. She is also the author of two self-help books, Real Focus and Real Strength. She is a proud northerner from Morecambe, Lancashire, an area that figures in many of her novels and now lives in Hertfordshire with her son. Welcome, Katie. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss how to find your way home, a novel. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Would you mind telling listeners a bit about what the book is about? And I'm particularly interested in the homelessness angle of it and how you so 
seemingly realistically portrayed the experience of being a homeless person mm-hmm. and what it's mm-hmm. like sort of reacclimating and all of that, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, how to find your way home is, I would call it a big emotional family drama. And it's about a brother and a sister, Stephen and Emily Nelson. And when we meet them in the present day, they haven't, they've been estranged for 17 years. And we know that Emily's been looking for her brother, who she knows is is homeless. And one day her sort of prayers are answered, I guess, that he walks into the homelessness office where she works, um, finding flats for homeless people. And their kind of lives re-collide. And then they embark on a sort of birding trip, a birding journey. And we learn all about their childhood and the kind of reasons why they were sort of estranged in the first place, like the big event that happened in their childhood that sort of catapulted them apart. And the reason I made it a brother and sister was a lot to do with the the homelessness angle in that I was really interested in this idea that, you know, if you were a brother and sister brought up in the same family with the same circumstances, what would mean one of you ends up homeless on the streets and um, and one of you doesn't. One of you ends up sort of, you know, in a normal life, I guess. Um, she's quite, Emily's quite sort of middle class. She's got a nice apartment. She's got a boyfriend, good job. You know, what, what could have happened in your life to make that happen? So that's where that came from. I love the, um, well, I didn't love, I mean, I was equally horrified by the Burberry's sweater showdown. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, who says things like that? <laughs> right, sure. Always moments where you see the true character of someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always in the small details, isn't it? it it's in- one small detail about one character. Yeah, which, um, love it. Which was so perfect. (laughs) And I didn't even realize, of course, but the birds obviously play a big theme. And I didn't even notice the cover. I didn't even notice the birds on the cover until sort of after. And I was like, oh, well, of course there are birds on the cover because they come up all the time and the binoculars and, you know, taking care of wounded birds and all of the things that happen along the way. Why birds? Why did you include all this aviary stuff? (laughs) Why indeed? I mean, I'm not a bird watcher at all and and never was. My, My granddad was quite a bird watcher and my dad used to take us bird watching when when we were little um because I come from quite a marshy area of England which is similar to to Canberra Island in the book although I come from the north and that Canberra Island's near London uh so I you know what well I do know so my father's my son's father his brother suffers from quite severe mental illness and but he suffers from schizophrenia, but he's always loved bird watching, and it's always been a great source of joy for him, you know, resilience. And it just really interested me why that was, what it was about nature that kind of really helped him in his life. And I and so I think that that's where the initial sort of you know inspiration came from. I wanted Stephen to be I wanted to show the resilience resilience of, of homeless people. I'd worked in a few homeless shelters and that's what, what really struck me. And I thought I wanted to give him something like a love of nature to kind of give him this, this power, this superpower almost. So that's where the bird watching came from and his kind of love of nature. And I had to research it all because I knew nothing about birds. <laughs> so, and then the more I researched about birds, the more I found like really magical kind of, beautiful things that I wanted to weave into the plot, you know, about the migration. Um, you know, the migration thing, you know, I was kind of really wowed by this this fact that the the swifts in the book and, and all migratory birds, you know, they 
fly thousands and thousands of miles, like they're the size of a crisp packet, and they fly thousands of miles every year to like sometimes the same branch to kind of breed. And I thought, God, that's like, that's resilience, all right, you know. And I sort of loved the idea that it was mirroring that and the fact that the Swifts in the book that Stephen's so kind of in love with, they represent sort of, they represent security and reliability to him in a, in, in a world and a childhood that hasn't got any of that, you know, because he can completely rely on these Swifts to come back exact, almost to the, well, to the day, every year to Canvey Island where he lives to nest every spring. And he looks forward to it. And whilst things are going on around him with his stepfather and so on, and, and you know, life's quite difficult for Stephen as, as a child, he's got these to rely on. So that was also a factor. So it's, it was kind of like, it was very organic how it came about. I didn't kind of go, I'm going to make it about birds and I'm going to make it fit. It was just like when I learned about migration and I learned about bird behaviour, I just was blown away by it. And I wanted to somehow think about what they could teach us, you know, mm-hmm. I suppose, you know, and, and this idea that we're sharing the planet with, with something, you know, it's not just us here. And, you know, we're not the most important things on the planet and, yeah, and also because he's homeless, his kind of superpower is that he's a he's a real observer of life. And I thought, what 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 could be more, what could be more more show that than him being a, a bird watcher? You know, kind of he's he's used to observing, and he observes from his place on the street as well, and he can see things that other people can't see about about life and human beings. And yeah, so it all kind of tied in. And wait, say again, so it's your husband's, so it's your stepson who is schizophrenic? Is that what you said? No, it's, um, so my son's dad, his brother. So my son's uncle. Your son's yeah. uncle. So yes. your your brother-in-law or former brother-in-law or whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah. We're not together anymore, but right. it's- Ex-brother-in-law. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Just making sure I had it, I had it straight. What was the experience of your ex's- like growing up with, I mean, I know schizophrenia usually shows up around age 18 and everything, but mm. not that mm-hmm. you can speak for him, but yeah. But are there pieces of that relationship that particularly, I mean, one of my favorite books and movies is, you know, the Wally Lamb. I'm oh, like literally losing my mind. I want to say yeah. she's come undone, but that's the wrong Wally no. Lamb. Yeah, that, I've read that. Though. That's a No, it's one. the one with Mark Ruffalo and uh. it was pr- directed by... Derek Sandfrance and my mind is like literally is she's come undone. No, that was also good. Well, I'll think of it in two seconds or I'm gonna look mm. it up. But anyway, it's the same thing where there there were twins and one of them was schizophrenic and the other was not. And okay. and how that ended up evolving. Yeah. So I was just wondering yeah, yeah. anecdotally if you had what sort of with with my ex. Yes. He doesn't have schizophrenia. I know this much is true. That's what it's called. Sorry. Yes. I know this much he is true. Have, he doesn't have schizophrenia, but he has always, you know, been very close to his brother and and sort of, you know, looking after him, I guess, you know, caring for him. And he goes birdwatching with him and he's actually a photographer and he's done a big book called Big Brother, which is all about his relationship and a a kind of photojournalism book, which is amazing. And all of this, I think, filtered into my head and became a sort of inspiration from the novel. It was all going on around the same time. Wow. Yeah. Well, tell me about your writing journey and like 
So you grew up in this marshy part of England, and then yeah, what happened? I grew up in the northwest of England. I always wrote stories, uh, but actually I was more into dancing when I was younger. I was more into performing arts, and that was kind of the direction I was going to go in. But I was always, I think, in a in a kind of imaginative world. And I used to write my own books, very, very ripping off shamelessly things like Beatrix Potter stories. I was <laughs> And I used to do my own sort of rip-offs of that. So I was always writing stories. And and then I did follow the dancing thing for a while, the, the acting dancing thing, but that didn't work out. And I decided I went to dance like a residential dance college, but that didn't work out. And I decided that I wanted to come back and study and go to university, which I did. Um, I did French and English degree. And I think it was at university, really, that I... Um, I sort of discovered that maybe I could do this writing thing. I, I worked at the student newspaper as a features writer and I just really felt I could found my spiritual home. You know, the, the, um, I loved the vibe of it. I loved, I loved writing. I found out I could do it. Like a, a newspaper took an interest in a feature that I'd written. And I think that was my, my moment where I kind of went, oh, okay, maybe someone like me could make writing as a career. Because I thought, you know, people from you know, little towns in the northwest of England don't become writers. That's like a grand <laughs> thing to be But I think, you know, little things happened where I thought maybe I can do that. And then I was a journalist, I still am a journalist, for Marie Claire magazine and Glossy magazines. And then it kind of, I wrote a column and that turned into my first novel and then it went from there. So, wow. yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What do you think is like the future of magazines? I know everything is moving so digital. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't, I don't really think um, there, there is uh, much <laughs> for, for actual readable magazines. I love magazines. I still love magazines, but, you know, they've so many of them have closed. Even Marie Claire here has folded um, and it's now only online. In fact, I don't know whether it's even online now. It's such a shame. And I feel so lucky that I worked for magazines in the literally the golden the golden era of the night of the late 90s early 2000s um in Soho in London and that was like a really exciting time to work in magazines that was that 
yeah, the best time. So it's really sad, but, and and so I don't know if it's the same in the States, but here, like a lot of the magazines have kind of merged. So like you've got three magazines working on the same features desk, like people writing features for like three different magazines. So it's all got sort of smaller and the skeleton staff. And but I still, I still write for magazines myself and um, I write for Yahoo and things like that. And so um, I still do bits of journalism. Love it. I know. I miss magazines. I feel like it's so yeah. hard to find. I mean, I understand the rationale. It'll just be digital. But then once things all just get digital, it's impossible to sort it all out. You know mm. what I mean? Like I don't sit yeah. here and think, yeah. okay, I'm in the mood to read a magazine online. Which one mm. should I read? Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's Whereas true. if it comes yeah. in, on my desk, I'll flip through it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. There's something about holding it, isn't there? Yeah. And going through the pictures and yeah, I, I'm with you. I, in fact, it never occurs to me to look at a magazine online, I have to say. I don't even read the news online. I mean, I, I listen to the news on my on my Echo Dot. <laughs> I just like go, play me the news. I want to, you know, so yeah, it's it's really changing, isn't it? I read actual hard copy newspapers. Yes, I, yes. I read yeah. so much faster with a, an actual thing than a... Yeah, no, online. I do when I've got the time, but I quite like to sort of listen, yeah. Yeah, well, listening is good. We like listening. Helps <laughs> this podcast. Yes. <laughs> so, what are you working on now? Well, I have. I need to write a new book. <laughs> so, I'm actually out of contract now. So, I, I wrote the two books for Berkeley. So, I'm working on a new book to sort of get the next deal. That's how it kind of works in books. Yep. You know, you get the deal or two book deal or three book deal or if you're really lucky. So, I am. So, I've got an idea for that, and I'm 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 working on that and doing lots of other other sorts of writing to be honest as well to kind of you know pay the mortgage and um well pay the rent so but yeah I'm really excited actually I'm really frustrated I want to get more into my new book and sort of find the time for that because that's where my real satisfaction comes from you know I mean journalism's great because it's fast and you write it and it's done and you know and, and you get paid and it's really it's fast moving but there's nothing like kind of fixing a problem in a, in a, in a novel that's satis- so satisfying. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Mm. Do you have anything great that you've read lately? Yes. What have I read lately? I read a book called Small Pleasures by Claire Chambers, mm-hmm. which was an odd little book about a virgin, a woman who believes that she's had a, a virgin pregnancy, you know, immaculate conception. Yeah. And that was, it's, I mean, it came out quite a long time ago and I think it might have, been I think it was shortlisted for the book or something but it yeah it's a really quirky little book I liked it a lot and I mean I read lots of things you know for kind of to to, to quote on them and, and you know people my peers books and things like that and I read a book called Attic Child by Lola J um which is a sort of it deals with some of the history of the sort of uh, black history it's set in um sort of late 1800s and it's it's about that period in black history and it's it's like a, a double timeline so some of it's set in the sort of 90s I think and some of it in the 1800s about two children who were both locked in an attic in different different reasons and that was it's brilliant it's brilliantly done I think it's her first epic sort of history but yeah watch out for that one it's it's fantastic really rich and so well researched and and other than that I'm I'm reading an Anne Tyler patchwork planner. I've never read that. I know it's a kind of classic, so I'm reading that at the moment. Um, so yeah, I've got really eclectic tastes. I'll kind of read like bits of you know 
women's commercial fiction and then I'll read some literary stuff and then I'll read a bit of non-fiction. Yeah. And sometimes I read things that are needed for research for my new novel. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Last question. Do you have any advice for aspiring authors? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's not for the faint hearted. So yeah, it's not for the faint hearted. I think my one piece of advice, which is probably what everyone says, is just like actually write. You know, it's so easy to kind of like go, oh, I'm just going to buy another how to write book and I'm going to look at this, you know, that, that there's that podcast, isn't there? And, and thing, Story Grid, which is great, but I can get lost in that for days and like never write a word. <laughs> you know, it's all this stuff about, you know, it's all kind of like plotting and description and breakdown and inciting incidents. And, you know, it's all the kind of maths of storytelling. Um, but it, if you're not careful, you can get really bogged down. So my, my tip would be sit down and try and actually do some words. And then you can you read all that stuff. It's all helpful, but do some words. Also, at the moment, my tip would be, and, and other authors kind of disagree with this, but it's just where I am at the moment in my sort of novel writing is to um, have a framework before you start, because otherwise it's just hell <laughs> in my experience. So have a, have a framework, you know, at least know the sort of vague middle, beginning and end. Don't just start something with a kind of idea of a theme that you want to write about. Because to be honest, how to find your way home, you know, I, st I started it and I was like, I want to write something about um, a homeless man and I had the brother and sister relationship but that's about all I had mm -hmm. and so I made it quite difficult for myself and it went through lots of drafts of trying to sort of to sort out the actual story so my main tip to myself was I'm never going to write a novel again where I don't know loosely at least what happens yeah. <laughs> okay great well Katie thank you so much thanks for spending thank the time you. I really enjoyed getting in into the relationship of these two siblings and Stephen and I loved all their little nicknames for each other and just the intimacy yeah. and the idea mm -hmm. of like a brother sort of rebounding and mm -hmm. I mean, not to give anything away but you know spending mm -hmm. time with people who you've not spent time with in such an intimate way after so long yeah. and yeah. what it does to a family and how mm -hmm. families can sort of come in and out and mm -hmm. uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. I got really into it. So thank anyway. you so much. And thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Thank All right. So Thanks a lot. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you like this podcast, you will love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. Check it out and you'll hear from 49 authors about all sorts of things moms don't have time to do. All the authors have been on this podcast. Also, check out my TikTok at with Zibby and Tracy, my other podcast, Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. Check out Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. And of course, my new publishing company called Zibby Books. And now back to our daily author interview site and a quick hello from some of my kids. Hi. Hi. Hello. Enjoy the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.